0: seo and Namaskaram, my friends. Welcome to the very first episode of How You Would Jew, a K-drama podcast for beginners. Cue music. So I just want to begin by saying thank you, especially if you're not a friend or a family member and you're still somehow listening to this podcast. I'm extremely grateful for your time. So, yeah, thank you. And who am I? Uh, I am Jew. You can call me Jew. And I am 24 years old. I live in a small town in Kerala and I am a certified K-drama enthusiast. I wanted to say addict, but I realized that that is a new, all new Level and I haven't reached there quite yet. I might, I might reach there. I'm doing a podcast about K drama, so maybe I'm not too far away. But yes, right now I would like to call myself a K drama enthusiast. And the thing is that although it's not very niche as an in interest, I don't think it's niche at all. But because there's so many people watching K dramas today, then like now more than ever. But at the same time, it's very hard to find people who are enthusiastic about it in my particular circle. So, I think the reason why I'm starting this podcast <coughs> is that, I don't know, I just really want to talk about it to someone. And I think this is the best, it's a great way to find other K-drama enthusiasts slash addicts or would-be addicts. I don't know. Also, I think... um if you are into k-dramas that also means up to some extent you're also intrigued by their culture and what i want to try to do is sort of look at something about korean culture as i'm looking at these shows so that you know it's also sort of a learning experience let's say and i don't know how great i will be at it yeah so yeah another disclaimer i do want to put out there from the beginning is that I am a beginner at podcasting. I'm also not an expert at K-drama. So overall, this is going to be a very beginner level production. So just give me that concession and I would be like, I would just be nice. Thank you again. (laughs) So the first episode, I didn't have to actually think very hard about the first show i wanted to talk about because i think this is the show that made me want to start a podcast because i was talking about it to myself so much in my head i was like oh my god this is such a good show everyone should be watching it why isn't everyone watching it look at this this is so great about it oh my god such good writing you know when you like really um, get into a show so this show was that show for me and i think it's i think by far the best show that i watched this year I really liked it and um, if you are in this vortex already of Korean dramas, in, in, in even in some small degree, you know the show that I'm talking about, it's heartwarming, it's, it heals you from the inside and it is hometown Cha-Cha-Cha or Urf, seaside village Cha-Cha-Cha, okay, yeah. Okay, so I am going to start with a simple Wikipedia summary so that, you know, I think it's just the easiest way to go. Okay, so Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha, it, it, it is actually Gan Mal Cha-Cha-Cha, which literally translates to Seaside Village Cha-Cha-Cha, um, is a 2021 South Korean television series starring Shin min Kim Seon-ho and Lee sang Ye all extremely beautiful human beings might i add uh it is a remake of 2004 south korean film mr handy mr hong and it aired from august 28th to october 17th 2021 you don't need to know that but yes i did watch mr handy mr hong and i will talk about that a little bit but wait 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 okay let's go to the synopsis you Yunhae Jin shin and is an intelligent and pretty dentist living in the big city. She loses her job after, righteously, after she righteously accuses the clinic's head doctor of overdoing patient's treatment for profit. She embarks on a trip to the idyllic seaside village of Gongjin, where she meets jack-of-all-trades Hong Dusik, who is played by Kim Seon-ho. Dusik is um, held in high esteem in the village because he takes care of the elders, does not shy away from any odd jobs. By chance, the paths of these two people cross several times and they take a liking to each other while Doshek constantly helps Hejin out of trouble. This is the synopsis and um, yeah, I think it's fairly accurate-ish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a synopsis, it works. I'm glad I checked Wikipedia. <laughs> Okay so the synopsis is pretty spot on right Uh, but what I think I would like to add here is that when it was a movie it was called Mr. Handy Mr. Hong right yeah and when they adapted it for the screen they called it Seaside Village Cha 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 or like Hometown Cha 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 because honestly the story in, in the show is not just about Hong Bang Jang, Chief Hong and it's not just about their love story it's honestly about the entire village and the people there it's almost like Gongjin is a character in itself and you're kind of learning the story of Gongjin and um, yeah and one of my favorite things why the show is my favorite this year is because I was very very invested in the stories of the supporting characters as well I really cared about them I really wanted to know you know um, I really wanted to see them grow, I wanted them to I was invested in their struggles and their happiness and in everything. And that doesn't very often happen to me when I'm watching a K drama. I don't watch all of the supporting stories. I feel like they're just fillers and you can usually you can just sort of just skip them and still enjoy the show. But in this one I think they've fleshed out these supporting characters so much that you Will invest time and energy into learning about them, and I thought that was really special, so yes, I think a more accurate synopsis would be i mean for me like I think it would it would be that it is the story of Gongjin as a village and the life of the people there um yeah yep, 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 I just think I want to talk about Gongjin a little more, so i especially enjoy uh, movies or stories where a particular city or particular town or just physical space that the story is set in has a character of its own. So I love movies that are set in Bombay because Bombay has such a unique identity in stories of being this place where dreams come true, it can be harsh, it can be cold, but you can still find pockets of warmth here and there. And I'm very intrigued by the particular characterization of Bombay in stories. And similarly, I think Gong Jin has a very, uh, you know, a special character, has a very unique character. It's calm, it's peaceful, it's vibrant, it has so many different lives in there. But it still keeps all of these people together and safe so for me gongjin feels like uh like a grandmother's hug really it's it's a safe place it's kind and good to its people so yeah gongjin is beautiful and uh just visually it's such a pleasing place right it's it's got the sea and it's got a mountain very green mountain and um the blue sea across and these tiny little houses very colorful uh houses that are just um set against this background and yeah overall very beautifully set and on top of it another thing that i like that it's set in a small village i usually don't see a lot of korean dramas that are set in villages in korea or unless it's a period drama i guess um but other than that you usually see these stories play out in a city and, you know, um, it's kind of nice to see that um, communities across the world have certain, you know, characteristics that are just, I don't know, universal, where you have people taking care of each other, people, you know, turning up for others, giving and um, just living these. Another thing that I think... I just enjoy is that I think um when you're seeing a story that's set in a small town there's just just a general feel good element to it because life is slower there and you wa- you consume movies and films to sort of take a step back from your real life and if you're a person who's living in a in a hustling bustling city sort of life it feels great to just take a step back and feel like you, things can be slower. I think it's just sort of nice to feel that. And on top of it, what I felt when I was watching it is that a small town in Kerala is so similar to a small town in Korea. So everyone knows everyone. You have intertwining histories. You are invested in each other's lives. There could be a good thing and a bad thing, but there's this sense of community that is so similar, that is so universal across the sea. Beyond, you know, it goes beyond everything. So I, I just loved seeing that. It makes it sort of restored my faith in humanity. I think just seeing that sort of community, um, because I miss that, you know, um, I even though I do technically live in a small town in Kerala, I do not have that sense of community here because I'm kind of a outsider. I want to say so. It just feels good, guys. It just feels good to see it on screen. So I'm going to. I mean, sort of talk about the top three things, top three reasons why I think you should watch the show if you haven't already. And um, it's going to be like my case for Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. I don't think I need to make a case because I don't know. I think it's the show can do it itself, but I think I will still make a case for the show. So yeah, top three things, top three reasons why I think you should watch the show if you haven't already. So the first reason, I've listed them down here. And the first reason I wrote is chemistry between the leads and an unproblematic love triangle. So the thing is, when I was watching the show, I was actually feeling low. I think I was going through one of those low phases in life. And I found the show and I was just like, just really in the space of this, oh, this really cute romance between these two leads. And at that point, I genuinely thought to myself, I thought this exactly that their dimples could save, you know, the world from all the pain and suffering. I know this is a little extreme, but this is what I thought because it was honestly saving me at that point. And yeah, it's true. And if you if you don't believe me, I think you should Google dimple couple or something. I think that's a hashtag or you can search this on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram like hashtag is dimple couple and they're damn cute. Very cute. And yes, I do believe that they can save the world with their cuteness. And the great thing is, you know, um, this couple is not bad for each other and they're not toxic for each other. And it's, The thing is, with a lot of these dramas, and this is not exclusive to K-dramas, Bollywood is a great example for this, but you often sort of forgive a lot of extremely toxic behavior or like extremely problematic behavior because it looks cute on screen because the actors are cute or they're hot and you're like, okay, fine, I'm completely going to ignore the fact that this guy is behaving like an asshole or the girl is behaving like a total psycho you're just like okay i'll i'll just let it go because yeah whatever and that doesn't happen here uh, maybe because the characters are a lot more mature and they're just older just overall they're older so they're not crazy but you know uh, they're not possessive about each other or in a way that's like toxic to the point of being toxic they're very comfortable uh, with each other they're able to laugh with each other and um the the guy like hong Hong Wang Jang, like Kim soo character is not at all intimidated by the fact that she is in fact making a lot more money than him and is a lot more successful uh, than him. Um, He has his own way of life. He is an intelligent man. He has his own, you know, freelancing uh, career, so as to speak. And uh, he does everything in the village, right? And he, he has a very different idea of success and what life means. And he's able to accept that it could be different for her and they're sort of able to meet in the middle and um you know make life better for both of these people involved it's not it, it it they come out of it as better people and i think that's what an ideal relationship looks like not that you're perfect people but when you come together you're able to bring out the best in each other and uh, like my friend said it, this show was a master class in communication right they um they might take time to get there but they always communicate and they there are portions where they don't but they make it work because they talk to each other eventually and both these characters have a lot of trauma i think they've lost a lot they've lost people who are very important to them in their lives but uh when they came together they're able to heal and it's called a healing romance in fact it was marketed as a healing romance and i think that makes sense too and uh yeah that's one thing um the the mature relationship part truly enjoyed that and they do have a cliched um like um triangle love story with hair like old senior who had a crush on her and she had a crush on him but they never communicated at that point of time in their lives and but you know he's still into her and uh you know he sort of tells her that you know i'm still into you and she's like she has to st- and that's you know and she doesn't ghost him. Actually, in fact, all three of them are able to stay friends afterwards and help each other through each other's relationship because they communicate. I'm like, oh my God, what is this mature, fully functional friendship that has come out of this triangle love story. It doesn't always happen in dramas. There's a lot of pushing pushing and pulling. There's a lot of shoving and uh, stuff, which could get, um, maybe not. I mean, the thing is, I will eat it up because it's entertaining. But at the same time, I know it's a little annoying also. um, So yeah, this one they did not have that. And they're able to have uh, the three people in this triangle are able to maintain this friendship. And I think that's a great lesson for humanity. Yes, a guy and girl can be friends even after having feelings for each other at some point of time in their lives. So yep, 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 And they're also, like I said, very beautiful and um, all three of them are extremely beautiful um another thing is like i said no no i didn't say this oh they are very cheesy uh, once they get together that is he Jin and hong bang Zhang are very cheesy after they get together but they actually um <laughs> make fun of this within the show and i thought that was great because uh, the uh, these two characters these friendly neighborhood ladies in the show, they're like, I don't think I can take more of this cheese. This is just getting way out of hand. And I like that moment. Just mentioning that. Yeah, so that's reason one. Mature characters, chemistry, and unproblematic triangle. Another reason that you should watch the show, and I feel like why the show works, is because all of the characters within the show most of them are not just Hejin and Hong Bang Jang, but uh, a lot of them have faced some sort of loss and they are grieving somewhere somewhere in there you know and um the people who are trying to make the most out of it they continue living they're very resilient People, and they're trying to do their best in spite of any loss that they've gone through, so for example, you have this uh, village gossip character who sort of she, she just gossips she's the one who she's like the b b c she will tell everyone everything that she knows she's fishing for gossip all the time, but she also has has this backstory where you realize that she's also she was also she is a mother who lost her child. And she's trying to do her best to make sure that you know um, she's able to. She's trying her best basically to help other people in uh, the similar in similar situations. She's donating all of the money that she makes to, hosp- to the hospital, and you know she she is trying really hard to stay positive, uh, which is a fight that we don't see. Otherwise, you would just see her as the village gossip. And, uh, you have a father who, uh, you know, is trying to do, a single father who's trying to make sure her, his daughter's dreams come true. He's also a husband who lost his wife and is grieving the loss of the love of his life. And at the same time, trying to make the best life for his daughter. And, um, then you have, um, a, a wife and a husband who are trying to who have lost their marriage who have lost their relationship but are still trying to make it work for their son um and even though it might come out in um, in a funny way but you know there's a lot of work that has gone into making sure why their, their son is you know not affected by it then this you also have this the son itself uh son himself is trying really hard having said this um you know the fact that there's a lot of chemistry and a lot of you know like a nice mature relationship having said that the plot itself is not very unpredictable hometown cha 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 is not like a suspense thriller it is a romantic drama and you know um It does rely on a few cliches, I think. Like I said, there's a triangle love story. There is a stalker plot in between to bring these two people together. uh, Her parents do visit, so he pretends to be the boyfriend for a day. And um, a couple of things like that. But it's completely okay for me. I was completely okay with it because, um, you know, the chemistry was so good. Over and above that, uh, the reason why I watched it is because I watched it. And I felt like my faith in humanity was restored. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, a lot of the characters within this story face some sort of loss. They've lost a loved one and um, they do carry around a lot of grief. Um, let it be Hong Bang Jang, who he's lost his parents. He lost his, you know, granddad. He lost his best friend. Um, you also have Hye Jin, who lost her mother very young. Um, even with the... Uh, secondary characters you have um um the cafe owner slash pop singer who lost his lost the love of his life his wife and you also have um the village gossip character who basically loses who who is a mother who lost her child to a terminal illness um you also have uh you know the kid um the 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 divorced couple who have lost, you know, their marriage, and um, the kid who has lost his, um, you know, parents' stable marriage. So uh, a lot of loss in a lot of different ways, especially of loved ones. But the fact is that because they live in the kind of community that they do live in, they receive a lot of support, and they're able to pull themselves out of it. So. I think it made me believe that humans can be really resilient and they can overcome a lot of things that come their way, which may seem impossible to come out of with other people's love and support. So uh, I think that was a great takeaway for me from from the show. And which is, is, like I said, it's not um, heavy on the plot. It's a very simple plot. uh, But because the characters are engaging enough you it doesn't really matter that its plot might not be that uh, thrilling so as to speak Um, yeah so that's the second reason restores your faith in humanity and also i think because this particular show released in a post-pandemic world where we're just generally reconsidering what our priorities in life are, where we're reconsidering what work means for us and what kind of work we want to do and things like that, Um, hejin and Hongbang Jang's just general approach to life provide sort of like a um, roadmap to what it could be. Uh, I think... Uh, this is part where hong bang jang says that you know life isn't a perfect mathematical equation and uh, and fame and money are in the only things that matter it could be different could look different for different people and for hong bang jang it's doing work that he likes when he likes it um, and you know um, to also enjoy you know uh, the fact that he's helping people that he cares about it's not about having a lot of money or fame for him but for her and she likes pretty things she likes you know a certain life of luxury and while he doesn't he never says that that's wrong or he never says that that's not that's not ideal you shouldn't live like that instead he says this he says that it could look different for you and it could look different for me and i respect that this is these are the things that you like and i know that and there's another point later on where he realizes that he doesn't he knows that he doesn't make as much as money as she does and he's like but he doesn't um, you know um, he accepts it and he says i understand that i might not be able to provide you those uh, material things but you are more than capable of doing that, and I will never hold it against you for spending money or anything like that. That's that's you. That's your hard work. You do what you do, you babe. You do you, and um, I, that was just great. And um, I think also also the fact that this this is a concept. This this is a person who's living in Korea, which by what I know is a very overworked country. Um and they even have a word for death by overwork uh i don't think we have a word for that in india even though we are not much better i guess but south korea south koreans are generally very very overworked so and oh yeah wait uh the word for death by overwork in korean is kvarosa. yeah gwarosa gwarosa yeah and um so the fact that this is a person who is choosing to live and rest according to his own wishes and time i think is just mind-blowing it and i know it's not something that we would all want to do we might not all want to do it but i think it is important to prioritize rest it is important that we prioritize our health and the well-being of people we love so yeah that's another thing big takeaway Another, I think, noteworthy thing about Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha is that it has a rare queer character. I don't think homosexuality is that um, accepted in Korea even today, even though it feels odd given that it's such a modern country. At least there isn't a lot of representation on the screen. You see a very rare queer character and Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha does have a queer character. And she... has been in love with this particular character for a really really long time and she finally does confess to her and even though the love itself is not reciprocated she is accepted by her and that's an acceptance that she doesn't receive from her family otherwise so i think that was a nice healing moment as well um so yeah i think that's also something that i liked about the show and I think the final reason why I would ask you and I would urge you to watch the show is the soundtrack. It is so good, guys. It is fire. It's just great. And in, in fact, the, uh, the the main track that plays almost throughout the show is uh, Romantic Sunday by Carr And I think it's originally by someone else. Um, It's by Jay Island, if I'm not wrong. And uh, the version by Carr is actually my most played song this year because it's just it's just perfect it just goes la 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 la, romantic sunday i don't know if i ruined the song for you but like listen to the original and it's really good also that's just my favorite song but there are like seven other songs and they're all equally nice and if you're into romantic nice nice feeling soundtracks then that one's for you this this ost is for you and also fun fact there's a song called i hope you're happy by lee Sang Yi, who plays song hyun who is basically the third person in this triangle and um, i think that's pretty cool isn't it cool that a lot of korean actors also sing or a lot of korean singers also act i think that's pretty cool we don't do that a lot here in india yeah anyways so yeah that's my third reason the music music is damn good so yeah that's it for now guys if you enjoyed this show let me know on my instagram page there is an instagram page it's called hollywood jew i hope you watch hometown cha 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 and enjoy the show and the music in the show as much as i did and yeah I will see you with the next episode soon-ish. Okay, bye!